It's your boy, T.S. And Jamie, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. The Chronicles of Bloodstock 2022. Hello, my name is Daniel. I present the Radio Unlock show, a podcast with someone who isn't me. And I do a bunch of other stuff like painting with albums and playing bands and stuff like that. I mean, the first question I tend to ask everybody is, how was your pandemic season? Uh, I mean, we're not out of it, are we? But well, no, but... I, even, I mean, we are, but we are. But it, it was it was weird from a work perspective. It was, it, it was tough because... Um, so I started doing the radio show from home. Okay. Which was put as a pre-recorded thing rather than live. Okay. Which I found really weird because I found that I started overthinking everything. Yeah. Like just stupid things that no one's going to care about. Like, <laughs> oh, I really like the way you did that slight slap back delay to transition into that song that I'd spend way too much time on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No one's yeah. going to no notice. So, it, yeah, it ended up like it, it was taking me an hour and a half. Uh, it was taking me a day and a half to do a two-hour show. No way. Just because I was overthinking everything. I think, I, I think like everybody else... You start, you start becoming really internalised during the during the course of the pandemic, and, and because of the isolation as well, I found that I was just getting really just stupidly overworked over things that that meant nothing. Um, so it took me a minute to realise that, uh, and then over. But I live quite a, a hermit's life anyway, I guess realistically compared to a lot of people. So, uh, as weird as the whole of this has been, it, it has also been like quite similar to a lot of, you know, I'd like a vast stretches where I'd just be working at home the whole time anyway, because mm. I'm like painting or, or making music, and I wouldn't go out that much and see that many people, um, other than shows. So that was the thing that really impacted me, I think, like not being able to get out to gigs and yeah. stuff like this and just catching up with everyone. But um, yeah, it's been a. I'm lucky, I think, because a lot of other people had it really, really tough. Um, and it's, it's been a really trying period, yeah. especially mentally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's good that, you know, at least you got to keep yourself busy. I know there's a lot of people out there that were just like, I have no idea what to do in my life right now. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was, well, you know, I speak to a lot of bands, obviously, through work and, and, I, and, I, and crew, and I realised that a lot of people whose entire world is, is, aside from making records, would be then touring it, and, you know, that's how they make their, make their money, most of them. And a lot of people, when that was taken away, found that they, they were starting to question their purpose, mm. which is a big existential crisis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People had. Regardless of what job you did, it didn't matter if you were in a band or whether you are you know, working a shop. It's no different. I think everybody started to really, yeah, just question themselves about that. And that was a really tough thing. That was the, that was the hardest thing for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I mean, the music and the arts industry have got forgotten about anyway, in uh, regards yeah. to, yeah. I mean, compared to other countries in Europe, it's yeah. crazy. Well, not just Europe, but around the world. You know, I'd speak to some friends and they'd be like, oh yeah, the government's doing this grant so we can 
keep going and do this and, and you know these things are put in place but here I mean let's not get too much no let's not that. <laughs> like, that's a whole bag of sh shite anyway but yeah they didn't weirdly enough they didn't seem to care about the arts among other things that they don't care about, but yeah, that's that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have a swing this. By all means. <laughs> um, so, how are you finding the festival so far? Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always ace here. I, I always have this. I think the, the sense of community here is amazing, and it's I mean, when it's like this as well. I'm not going to complain, I know it is a bit much. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'll take this over it, pissing it down every every day. Yeah. It's a classic spirit correction, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No exactly. matter what the weather is, exactly. we're going to complain about it. Yeah, all, all Goldilocks. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is too hot. Oh, this is too wet. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, whatever, this is wicked, man. Um, but yeah, I, I do love it here. I, I mean, festivals in general are great, but yeah, I think Bloodstock always manages to do it really well. Agreed. It's, it's such a great atmosphere. I haven't been to a Bloodstock since 2006, and the one thing I've noticed more than anything is it's just so bloody friendly. Everyone's so nice. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but you know what it's like, man. It's it's like we're such an insular community anyway because we feel like we're the underdogs, and you know I, I know people don't really look at it that way too much. But the reason we all got into certain forms of music is because of that anyway. You know that we found the thing that resonates most with us, but. Um, and that is that can be really niche at times and very fringe and that's so when you get a big group of people together that that have that in common it's just only a, a beautiful thing everybody celebrates the music that's yeah. impacted their lives and changed their lives for the better i think what brings you here this year are you working or are you just coming to see some bands seeing friends <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean you know, i love coming here anyway and i'm there they always make me feel so welcome and they're super hospitable so I'll come as long as I was going to say as long as they keep saying would you like to come but I'd come anyway regardless to be honest yeah um, yeah so I've, I've done a little bit of like some interviews and stuff but not a bunch um, it's more just a case of just being here catching up with people and you know I guess the weird thing about life now is like posting stuff on social media. Does that work? Not really. <laughs> but, it's, but it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just trying to support things in any yeah. way you can. And like, so I'm not going to be, well, I'm going to be here tomorrow morning, um, Sunday, but obviously I, I do the radio show on a Sunday night. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to head back sort of midday, I guess, maybe a bit later. Um, so I'm going to miss Lamb of God, which I'm gutted about because, uh, I mean, they're an incredible band, but also, like, I love those dudes, like, Randy and Mark especially. Um, so I'm going to miss actually seeing them, which is going to be a bum out. It's what it is. Yeah. Could be worse. Could be worse than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good way of looking I mean, at it, yeah. <laughs> Good way of looking at it. Yeah. That's the way I've always looked at things. Is there any particular band you are here to see, or is it just... See you, see you around. Um, I mean, met him off last night. I love that band. And again, uh, good people. So, yeah, they, I thought their show was incredible. I thought it was, there was a moment where I, I said to Nurgle afterwards, I filmed it actually, when they were playing. Um, do you know the song Bart's Bell? They have the song Bart's Bell. And one of the lyrics is about the moon rising. 
So while they're playing, I look over and, and there was like, throughout the start of the song through to the end, the moon rose no above way. the cloud cover. That's and wicked. it was like so metal. It was like, That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And it was like this really orange moon as well, full moon. And, um, but it was sick because they started the song and you could just see it like that weird sort of shimmering over the crest of the clouds. Yeah. By the end of the song, it was out in the buzz. And I was so I filmed the end of the song and sort of hand over. Oh. And I said to him afterwards, he was well chuffed. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> awesome. like, that was very metal moment. Um, so obviously. Seen it yesterday, it was incredible. Yeah, well, we've got to, we missed them. We were interviewing at the time, so we didn't yeah. get a chance to go and watch them. I mean, they've not played a festival show in like eight years, so that was a real coup to do that as a as a secret set. was, was amazing. Didn't they announce it like four days before they were playing it? I think the guitarist did it. Yeah, there might have been a, <laughs> Accidentally. a little bit of a faux pas, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all in the UK. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was funny as well because I had a couple of mates going, Mate of mine to see Rob Flynn in Derby. Is that, are they playing? And I was like, I don't know. I Just here to see friends, that's all. Yeah. Just, just, just top of gang around again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was, that was a great moment. So there was, there was a bunch of great stuff yesterday. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, what exactly do you know of Sophie's story? Uh, I'm aware of, of, of the whole story. Um, yeah, which is tragic. I think that it's, it's always tough to say um, about good things coming out of tragic events. Mm. Um, but I feel like when when they feel when it feels like like what has happened here off the off, out of that situation, I think it's is quite a beautiful thing. Yeah, and absolutely. celebratory, and I think it's everything. Like all of us can identify with, because as I was saying earlier, like when you when you're a kid and you're the the kid that's into the music that, that isn't the cool thing to like, but that everybody else likes, and you dress in a certain way. Because the thing with this music is, is it's not just like you know, just, there's very few people that get into a form of music like this and then don't go wholesale with it. Yeah. Because it's it's not just that it's your it's your entire lifestyle and it's the way you dress and it's the other people that you share your time with connect with. Um, and that will always always be something that, that people that don't get it will always kind of whether it's just like a weird snide comment or a raised eyebrow to prove to the most extreme case which is something like, like that you know yeah um so for for them to to do this and and raise awareness i think is a beautiful thing and to, to celebrate somebody's life and, and Better. No, as but a, as a as a parent, you know, they so could have easily just lost their shit and started, you know, fighting back as it were. But they fought back in the most beautiful way possible. Yeah, and that shows an incredible amount of grace. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I deal with the new blood. Yes. The new blood announced. So the, the reason we wanted to talk to you about the Sophie Langhouse Foundation as well is because you are somewhat of an advocate for the metal community. You know, you're on. BBC Radio spreading the word for the rock community. You're here every festival, not everything like that. And it sort of goes hand in hand, you know, 
you're spreading awareness of the rock community they're spreading awareness to basically say we are a community we are our own people and we deserve to be respected as such and not bullied and outcasted for being that yeah. so it, you know what you do and what they do do in some roundabout way go hand in hand and i think it's a beautiful thing you know people out there supporting this community yeah i i agree i mean like i grew up this music changed my life ever since i was like teeny tiny and i just stole a bunch of cassettes from my brother <laughs> yeah it's like first i made an album highway to hell by acdc first motorhead record well cassette actually but um yeah and then and then that's that and then as soon as you're in you're in and, and you that's that's your life whether you like it or not as, as you know so I, I think um, having got into it that way and then played in bands, and I know how important something like Radio 1 could be for the bands when I played in it. So to now have that position, like, you know, I'd see people like Lamac and, and St. Lowe and Marianne Hobbs and other champions through through different periods of Radio 1, long before I was ever going to like work there. It was never on my list of things no? to do. Stoked, but yeah, it was so out of the blue. But anyway, regardless, um, I knew what a big difference that would make to bands. So I do feel like a certain responsibility um, now. I try not to think about that too much. Oh, yeah. But it is nice to be able to be in a position where I can support bands, and you know, and play things on national radio. Like, like even the most, maybe not. Yeah, no, no. I've, you know, the full-on stuff that you get here to play on the national radio is like it, it makes me feel joyful. Yeah. <laughs> because I know that when I was a kid and I heard like John Peel play Napalm Death, any of those guys, it was like amazing. Like, I feel like this is incredible. So to be able to do that now is, is like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's great. Do you get free reign of what you play, or do you get? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, do, like, yeah. Yeah, if you listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm also very aware that as it is, I mean, this is changing, but at the moment, and it has been for the last however many years that I've been at, at Radio One, 15 years now. There was two hours per week that would be dedicated yeah. to rock and metal. And that's a lot of ground to cover because you go to someone, oh, you're into metal. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what? Like, what? Because, you know, it's like everybody's into, oh, yeah, well, I like death metal, or I love black metal, but I don't like death metal. Or I love classic rock, but I don't like new metal. Or, so many like weird Such, little yeah. subgenres, yeah. and yeah, to cover all of it from like start the show playing the poppiest stuff, like a lot of pop punk stuff or a lot of the newer stuff, where it's where it's almost like music that's brought rock in as part, as part of its you know uh, DNA through to end up playing like a fifteen minute doom metal track at the end, yeah. or like some really weird. <laughs> noisy, screamy, two-minute blast of just abrasive annoyance <laughs> that, that I love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That I love. And, and it's just to have the opportunity to do that is, is, is amazing. And uh, I think really important. Yeah, agreed. 
without you know trying to be like, oh, you're doing an important job. Oh uh, yeah. Well done, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I just think whoever's doing that role has a has a a lot of ground to cover in the short space of time that we have, and also like they they have a commitment to do that. Oh, yeah. But that's not to say that you still wouldn't get a bunch of people going, oh, you don't play this and you don't play that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, that, you know, that's, that's, that's our world. Exactly. That's the old saying goes, you can't please everyone. <laughs> Dan, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out to sit and chat to us. We really appreciate it, my friend. And uh, enjoy the rest of your festival. Wicked, thanks for having us. Appreciate it, thank you. Thank you very much, mate. Oh. Oh. Oh, wonderful, no, no, no seriously. Right.